Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. While your feeble mind cannot comprehend it, you struggle vainly against the misty walls of this place, trapped in a nightmare you cannot wake from. But it will not matter. It will never matter. Nothing will matter again. For I, Agogash the Terrible, are your jailer, and soon your executioner. Your only escape will be death. Boris leaps at you. As Boris collides with me, I throw Pop away and I say, look after Pop. And then I grab what? the bolts and I'll fall off the cliff with Boris. Do you know Do you know where that, that lake, uh, that waterfall went to? Luna Lake, somewhere to the east. Well, we need to find my friend, or at the very least his book. She nods and says, we'll search tomorrow. Eventually, Tarpos returns with a... Somehow, she has managed to hunt a deer. The deer, you can see, looks... You cannot imagine the deer put up much of a fight. You can see ribs. This deer quite clearly had a hard life. Oh, boy. She dumps it, though, and you make a meal of what is left of this deer. I feel like a plump deer would be suspicious. (laughs) I'm going to cut over the deer and there's going to be guys in it. It's not guaranteed. You, through a hole, a massive hole in the wall, you can see across the road from you on the other side of town is what is left of a church. It's really just a pile of rubble and then the bell tower. The bell tower is the only part that still stands somehow. In the wind, which is beginning to pick up harder and harder, you hear every now and then gong, gong. There's no rhythm. To it, it's just when the wind hits the bell at the right angle in the right place, it shifts and rings. Yes, I, I just stare at the bell and pull my cloak or whatever, just tighter to push you, out the push out the cold. You cast your eyes down, and you could see scrawled in red paint on the side of what is left of the church: "All hope is lost." Gong, gong. The bell rings. With a steady rhythm, and to that steady rhythm, Hector, you watch soldiers marching. They're raw recruits. There's many of them, though. And what they lack in skill, they will probably, hopefully, make up for in numbers. That is, at least, Lady Eidemann's hope. You are in North Hallow. Right, right, right. North Hallow, yep. North Hallow is one of the most major settlements, the most major eastern settlement in Candor. It yes. almost borders on what is left of the nation of Goldcrest. Once long, long ago, when the king of Goldcrest was still alive, this was basically the front line. Nowadays, um, the people of North Hallow have not needed to not needed to be involved in direct combat in so long that they have quite clearly grown comfortable. The raw recruits here are all that North Hallow can summon to help with the insurrection at Blue Beach. You sit in a viewing box in a, it was once a, a amphitheater, a stadium, mm-hmm. but now it is currently being used to house all of these soldiers who are being prepared to be sent to the front line. In this stadium box, you sit with Lady Eidemann herself, the ruler, the regent mm-hmm. of North Hallow, and also you sit with Sir Laika Silvermoon, the person you, another person that you have come here specifically to speak to. Laika Silvermoon was Sir Grace's number two companion for quite a long time. Many people like to say that uh, Dick 
mm-hmm. was Grace's number two. But if you wanted to go by raw getting things done <laughs> rather than just if you go by just killing things, yeah. sure. Okay. <laughs> Unky Dick would have been number two. It sort of feels like probably there was a transitionary period. <laughs> Where you're like, oh, Sir Grace is getting serious. <laughs> Where Laika becomes the main number two. Laika Silvermoon is a very dour, very serious man. He has, he's just very no nonsense, but he does observe the niceties of court. You have noticed this is probably mm-hmm. the first time you've ever met him. Well, maybe the first time you've ever met him properly. I'm sure you've seen him at functions and stuff like that. He observes the niceties, but when. When he smiles politely, the smile does not reach his eyes. It never has. Mm. Uh, look, I guess looking out at the at the mass troop, uh, they're all so young. Um, thank you for for your audience. I, I really appreciate it. Like a silver moon, looking at you over his half moon spectacles, says, "Well, it's uh, important that we get as young as they are, as young as experience, it's important that we get them to the front lines as soon as possible. It is messy in the West, he says. Uh, uh, how, how are things uh, progressing over there? He looks, he consults quickly. There's a table in front of him, a little table. This, play, this box is typically reserved for mm. Lady Eidemann when she's here to observe games and whatnot. So it is not really, it, the table is not really designed to hold many notes, mm. but somehow, like a silver moon, has been able to, to arrange notes in a way where most of them are visible to him. He goes through some of them and you, you can see, mm, uh, it... Fares poorly initially at first. The insurrectionalists have taken to the seas where they can, and the navy of Blue Beach has always been superior to... Well, there's a reason that Candor has always taken its sailors from Blue Beach. They raid up and down the coast as best as they can. Uh, we have fears that perhaps somewhere as far as Appleville might be hit by a raiding party. If this happens, it would be catastrophic. Appleville is a center of trade for all of Candor. That is cut off. Yes. Yes, that does sound dire. Uh, I guess, uh, did you get any um, word ahead? I I, I sent a a few different... Yes, I saw your message. He says he... Uh, all, he scatters all of his mm. important documents and digs deep to find your message. <laughs> I, I didn't want to say, say too much uh, in case it got um, intercepted, but... I know you were you were Sir Grace's well right right hand man at a certain point. Mm. Yes, Sir Silvermoon, with your message in one hand, reaches up to his spectacles and with a simple uh, with a simple clicking sound, they come apart at the middle, and he lowers them. They're on a chain, so he just oh, hangs yeah. them over his shoulders. And he says, he looks at you, he casts his eyes at you as if he was still looking at you over his spectacles, but he's not, they're not attached to his face anymore. And he says, it seems very uh, fantastical what you're giving me. I understand that it, it perhaps seems untrue or that the greatest, one of the greatest knights that Kandor has ever seen is, is fallen to, to what is a great evil, but, but you, you must... You must listen. I understand that there is a lot going on right now, especially with Blue Beach the way it is, but there is corruption in the, in the heart of Fairburn Point, and I think it has been going on for longer than I have been alive. And so Grace has been caught in its inky web of whatever it is. Sir Silverman is about to respond to you, but then Lady Eidemann stands up with, you know how someone can kind of stand up almost explosively, mm. like like they've been seized with energy, like they need to get something done. She stands up very quickly and glancing at Silvermoon, Silvermoon immediately stops talking. She wanders over to the edge of the box, looks out over the many, many troops amassed below, her own citizens who are being sent to war. We haven't the resources to spare at the moment, but Sir Silvermoon, you will personally investigate this. Silvermoon is about to say something, and Lady Eidemann cuts her off. You serve the king, and so do I, but I outrank you. Silvermoon, deal with this. I, I guess genreflect or nom my head. Thank you, Lady Eidemann. Thank you so much. 
She nods gracefully to you, and as she does so, she wears... There's a lot of ceremonial clothes that you are vaguely aware that she always wears. It's a very customary thing in North Hallow for Mm. the nobility here to be kind of always decked out just with uh, heavy finery for mm. any any time that they're seen publicly. It's considered a bit of a faux pas to not always look your best. Mm-hmm. And it is indeed, North Hallow is the closest thing all of Ognot has to a resort town. <laughs> <laughs> it is a town very concerned with its own appearance. I turn to Laika. Yep. Silvermoon. Uh, th- th- thank you, thank you. Um, when you, when you go down there, you, you need to understand that things may appear like they are normal, but they are not. It, it, is, like, it is like they are wearing the, 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 the skin of man like their suits. Here, I, I reach into my, 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 my I guess, backpack and, sure. and uh, produce the, the a, a sacred relic, uh, the, the finger bone of St. Benedict. Mm-hmm. Um, th- this helped me when I, when I was ne- nearly... Ta- you Take this... Um, just, just say a prayer if if you are ever feeling like you you are under attack. It is utmost utmost importance that you need to protect yourself from the evil that is there. Like a silver moon turns his cold, calculating gaze to you, and you see he great gracefully and gratefully takes from within one of his breast pockets a handkerchief, a monogrammed handkerchief, <laughs> and he very gingerly accepts the bone, wraps it up carefully, and then. You see he lifts part of his breastplate and slides it in, into, tucks it in into the very center of himself. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Like a silver moon nods gratefully. That night, you are, you're in North Hallow Castle. North Hallow Castle has primo views. <laughs> if, <laughs> if there were a travel brochure, it absolutely would mention the amazing views of both the beach and also the surrounding buildings. North Hallow is arranged in such a way that it is, I wouldn't describe it as color-coded, but imagine a circular city that is the gradient of color going all the way around. Okay. You're not sure what building ordinance figured this out, <laughs> but you... Looking from your looking from your room, you can see out into green, gradually becoming blue, and then you get a small slice of the ocean as well. It's one of the most artistic and beautiful things you've ever seen, even in the even in the the, the moonlight. Hmm. There is also streetlight. This is the only city, the only city you've ever been to that is pretty constantly lit. There are magical streetlights going throughout all of the major streets, which crisscross and make geometric patterns. Oh, my God. It, yeah, it's absolutely gorgeous. You are pacing back and forth. It's, a, it's another <laughs> ever since Sir Grace. It has been many restless <sighs> nights for you, Sir Hector. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You perhaps take it upon you to wander the castle. Yeah, I think maybe after sitting down, like if there's like a little uh, like a writing desk, like mm-hmm. trying to write some more missives and best seeing, you know, what they might look like, like writing things down, they're reading them out, and like these are the ravings of just a madman, <sighs> scrunching them up, throwing them in a I guess a bin, and then yeah, mm. take them to the castle. The castle is quiet at night. Not even a not even a church mouse, except actually. For one noise, you at the end of one corridor, you can see a cracked door slightly open. It's the uh, it's one of the meeting rooms within North Hallow Castle. The door is cracked open ever so slightly, and from it, light spills forth. You hear the sound of people talking. Not many people, maybe only two people, and it sounds almost like hushed whispers, like secrets spoken in the night. I guess I prick up my ears and try and be as yeah, quiet as I can to see, like, yeah, maybe listen out. All right. Heading my way towards that door. You creep a little bit closer, steadily, making your way as close as you dare without mm. being heard. You hear, so like a silver moon conversing with someone else. We grow weary. We're drained. Attention's averted. We grow stronger. Age has not been kind to the king. You, looking through a crack in the doorway... You see so like a silver moon conversing with a foot soldier. The man's body is normal, but his neck, you can see the flesh is warped, distorted by some fell magic. And his head 
its features are also changed, altered magically, to those of Sir Grace. There is a hedge knight, Sir Hector the Beautiful. There is a chance he could be an issue. Have him dealt with. He has already been framed for Lady Idaman's death. We will arrest him in the morrow. Where's Lady Idaman's room? <laughs> gotta fucking go at <laughs> You creep I, as away. As quietly as I can, I head back and I try and run as if I think I'm out of earshot to where Lady, uh, Lady Idaman is. You arrive at Lady Idaman's bedchambers. Two guards stand out the front. One of them holds up a hand. Where, where is, where is, uh, where is Leather Lady? She, I think she is in danger. She is, she is in grave danger. The guards look at each other and back at you. You're a knight of the cloth, not a knight of the crown, so they don't actually technically have to take orders from you. But knights of the cloth still carry weight around here, so they turn and open the door. It is a scene of chaos within. The four-poster bed has sheets, or normally would have sheets draped over it. Those sheets have been torn down. Lady Idaman is halfway towards the door to her bedchambers, wrapped in those sheets. She quite clearly fought back at her attackers, but she is drenched, drowned in blood. I turned towards the guards, and you didn't hear anything? They look just as shocked as you do. You, looking into the room, see two things. First off, a dagger, a bloody dagger, which you know is your backup dagger. And then also, in addition to that, you see a in the window, one of the windows to her bedchambers, there is a, you can see just the edges of a grappling hook. And you are quite certain that that grappling hook, your room is several flights below this one. I kneel down, say a prayer to Penia, do a very, very brief prayer for the dead. May you walk into the light on the sunset of your life. I look towards the guards. I think I need to inform the the church. I'll be back. All right. I I scarper. Yeah, fair enough. You, in the dead of night, escape North Hallow Castle. They, obviously, the alarm is not raised. Well, suspicions against you are not raised Mm. until you are well far enough away that you will make it out of the city gates before they are able to stop you. With the wind howling, it is a bitterly cold night. Wind howling turns into howling snow. And Hector, you are once again crouched within the shattered remains of this building in this nondescript, unknown town, dead ghost town in the middle of nowhere. Not ready to abandon it all yet. Okay. Um, let us... Okay, so let us... Uh, so Pip is probably... fell down to the, to the waterfall. He's... There's a chance that he didn't make it. Does anyone remember what we have to do to find a treant? Everyone kind of shrugs. Tarpos, who has been standing by the doorway, kind of keeping watch, looks back at your group. You can see, quite obviously, she feels uncomfortable in this group. And she says, I can help. Is hard. Yeah. Rhyme, um, she says. I, I just nod. A, bir- a, a sparrow or a swallow or a any bird, I think. It ended with. Mm. I don't know, mm. she says. Rhyme, she shrugs. Uh, Hector, by the way, this is Gribbert. Or a blushing Muriel. She puts a hand meatily on her chest. For the first time, she seems a little confident. She does like the that. And she goes, Tapos. Nice to meet you, Tapos. Um, so who was uh, Keshka? Keshka, leader. Mm. Uh, king of druids. And you were an outcast? She nods slowly. Mm. I am Tapos, daughter of Kavan. Oh, druid princess. And Kavan <laughs> is... I gesture to a spear. Uh, Kavan... Kavan is... was leader. Right. In charge of druids, but Keshgar slew. And is your father uh, in, in the spear or enchanted by this? When I... Souls uh, cannot leave, must yeah. stay. Kavan... Yes, I... Kavan reborn, mm. she says, and she, ge- she gestures with the spear. So not even death is an escape. That would make a lot of sense. No. 
Barovia mm. is mm. prison, she says. Mm. Death will not free you. Yes, I've, um, I've been to the elven realm of the dead. There is a lot of spirits there. She nods. Uh, right. Um, Elf mm. you with. Uh, mm. Mm. Woman. I just nod. Yes. Uh, yeah, they're, they're she all... seems quite shocked by this development. Hmm. I think she was... Uh, Strahd might have missed her. Good, she mm. says. Good. She seems a little bolstered by that information. Yeah, and nice. like have a... So, um, so the druids seem to be very much working, if not for Strahd, at least in his name. <laughs> she seems a bit upset by this. She's not... You, you, mm. just, you just see her hulking mass in the doorway. She says, uh, My father, Kavan, uh, when he ruled, druids were with nature. Mm. But Strahd changed things. Some of my people think Strahd is nature. Strahd is abomination. But Keshgar, more powerful. Not anymore. She shakes her head. Keshgar, not dead. What? Keshgar cannot die so long as Strahd is alive. Keshgar is connected. Is he a... A vampire as well, or she shakes her head. No, Keshgar is <laughs> Strad is not nature, but he controls it. Keshgar is one with nature, abhorrent as this is. So Strad is making him exten- extending his life beyond what is natural. Right? Ha! <laughs> she laughs. He still lives, but not in one piece anymore. Keshgar. Cannot die, but he cannot regenerate from this, she says, holding the spear up. <laughs> okay. Clever okay. move. Okay. <laughs> I cannot kill Strahd, but I will cut up Keshka. <laughs> <laughs> it is nice to have ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> gotta keep yourself busy, I guess, mm. I suppose. Gorob Lushen stand up and they say, well, whatever it is. Well, no, Gorob says actually. Whatever, uh, whatever it is, we will help you destroying this vile Keshka. Lushan slaps him in the face and says, "No, I will help you." Hector, get a good boy card. Oh, oh! You think Gorob and Lushan are trying to flirt <laughs> <laughs> with Tarpos. Oh, no. <laughs> they quite clearly seem a bit, both of them seem yeah. a little bit enamored. And then from there, both of them try to pledge greater and greater things oh, to no. help Tarpos. Oh, no. Uh, I, I just look at Tarpos. Where, do, does she notice or does she just let She's it wash looking away from herself. your group. I, I, She's not really uh, paying attention. Boys, 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 boys. <laughs> You are unable to stop them. They begin getting down on their hands and knees. Gorob says, I, my fair lady, I will kill Keshka with Strahd himself. I will wield him as a sword. Lushan grabs Gorob's nose and (laughs) something about that forces him to start gagging instead. And Lushan says, no, I will use Strahd's own magic to disbind Keshka from nature. And then we, we, my lady, can slay him together. I thought you were going to say they're going to get down on their hands and knees and start doing (laughs) (laughs) push-ups. How's Tarpos take? Mm. Tapos looks back and you can see uh, she seems a little confused. She doesn't really seem to understand mm. that they're trying to, okay. to flirt Hasn't with her. The same connection. Mm. She just seems Tarpos. awkward about the entire thing. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, look. <laughs> absolutely Tarpos, reasonable response. I, uh, I think if you were to tell them to be quiet, um, they will. <laughs> Tapos, looking at you, Hector, as you say that, looks back at Gora Blushen and says... Stop talking. <laughs> they both, of course, of course. They oh kind of God. half scurry back to the bed. <laughs> I, I don't have your eyes to catch to be like, we've, we finally we've figured it, it out. 
Gorob and Lushan have never been so quiet. <gasps> You've already proven your worth, Tarpon. <laughs> 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 Welcome to the party. <laughs> uh, um, okay. Uh, have you been to this place before, uh, Tarpos? Uh, Tapos looks around and shakes her head. Uh, mm, once, she says, long ago. Before or after this? Uh, before, she says. Do you happen to know what they did to uh, get treated as such? She shrugs. Mm. No. Right. Well, uh, let us get some rest. It has been a very long day. Uh, right. I will try to tend to some of the wounded. How is everybody? And Everyone's hurt. Yeah. Is it? Mm-hmm. It's it's not light of day yet. I mean, it's Barovia. Yeah, it's always light. Well, it's, there's, there's never there's no such thing as the light of day in Barovia, <laughs> but there is such a thing as lighter nighttime. Yeah, uh, it is currently the sun has probably set. It is mm-hmm. the the well, yeah, no, yeah. there is a sun. It just you can't see it through yeah. the clouds. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. The sun would have set, and it is getting cold and darker and darker. Somehow, you've never been to a place where it does get darker Mm. at night. (laughs) After the sun's set, that's not the darkest it's going to be. Yeah, I guess was because I want to like investigate this this little place to see if there's anything like remains of like what happened here. But at the same time, it's cold. Yeah, it's nighttime, and I'm sad. (laughs) Wounded. It's bad. Yeah, I guess we'll huddle up near the fire once again, going over anybody's wounds, see if anything is a lot worse than it maybe appears. Sure. Um, and yeah, just even just doing some very basic triage. Yeah. Have some deal. Yeah. Some yummy skinny yummy deal. Venison. Yeah, you have the stringiest deer you have ever had. Yeah. Meanwhile, yeah. Pip, you're still on zero hit points, so you're not really able to do anything. Okay. But. Every now and then, you come in and out of consciousness. You're on the side of the the river. It's so cold. You're chilled to your very core. You Mm. have never been this cold. Something in the gravel and the sand is pacing towards you. No. An animalistic face looms out of the darkness. Okay. I'm getting dragged away? You come back in. You're being dragged away from the river. You can see you're you're kind of in a seated seated position. Uh-huh. You can see your legs and your hands and arms limp at your sides. You're unable. You don't have enough strength to pick yourself up. Can I see how my arms looking? The one that crashed into the rock. In between your golden scales, you can see a blue tinge. Oh. It looks maybe like blood has been cut off or something. It looks bad. I'm I'm really in no position to fix that at the moment. Am I? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no. Okay. You're still coming in and out. I fell 500 feet off you, a cliff, yeah. <laughs> you slowly fade out. You slowly fade back in. There's a warmth now as you come back in. You can see there is a small... It's not It's not just standing freely. It's dug into the ground. Mm-hmm. There is a pit fire, which you are vaguely aware is the safest way to camp in yeah. Barovia. It's not a skill you have. But a better woodsman than you, or someone who lives their entire life in the forest, like a certain Boris perhaps, knows how to dig a pit fire that can be hidden. It doesn't cast as much light. Uh, You see on the other side of the pit fire the big hulking form of it couldn't be anyone else but Boris lying silently on the other side. You fade back out. Does Boris continually surprise me? <laughs> <laughs> you fade back in. I'm going to say you're still on zero hit points, so you can't really move or doing do anything. Yeah. But you feel significantly better. You still feel like you're in a lot of pain. Yeah. But you look over and you see your arm is now in a full splint. Okay. You look over at where Boris is. He's still lying there. And now you realize he's actually very motionless. You can't see the gentle rise of his chest. It takes you a second, but you realize Boris is dead. Then, Elaniel, stepping out of the darkness, kneels down next to the fire. Oh my god, you're going to give me a heart attack. (laughs) (laughs) Elaniel, seeing that you're awake, says simply, I took this one. Boris, is it? Yeah. I... It's unpleasant, but it will be cold tonight. Uh, yeah. Uh, you, you, you're skinning him? Is that what you're saying? In a manner of speaking, <laughs> she says. You, from your position, yeah. watch as she 
kind of ju- she definitely doesn't skin him. She just she guts, guts him. Okay, yeah, cool. And she says, "I take that, Boris. There is not enough room for two inside Boris." I know, kind of barely conscious, really. You'll be take you'll be taking the Boris bed. <sighs> no, she says. She helps you gingerly into Boris. Okay. As like weekly, uh, like as she's pushing me in, I'd like to grab her or like put my hand on and be like, "You're pregnant." Like, I, I, you know, elves may enter a trance for a short period. Okay. In this time, I can slow my bodily functions to such a point where the cold will not harm me. When I can trance for no longer, we will change places. And nod weekly. <laughs> she. With a, you hear a cracking noise as she breaks <laughs> Boris's ribs around you. <laughs> Thanks, Elaine. I say, and then I kind of maybe like turn over inside Boris. Fuck you, Boris. <laughs> <laughs> you sleep for as long as Elaine can handle it inside Boris, and then at a certain point in the night, you hear the cracking noise of Boris being opened back up, and Elaine lets you out. Let's you next to the fire. While this fire, yeah. while it is a fire, the fact that it's in a pit and the fact that it still can't be too big means that the heat that it gives off is very, very light. It is enough, though. As yeah. you, when you when you feel her pulling you out, Elaniel is as cold as a corpse. Oh, my God. Get in. Get in. And then she climbs in and you hear the cracking noise again <laughs> as she breaks Boris's ribs. ribs again Yeah, around her. And that's how you spend the night. Shuffle, yeah, back over to the fire. Okay. Fucking hell. On both parties, the next morning rises. Mm. So you get a short rest. All right. (laughs) Rock and roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, right? How good's this? A short rest. Luckiest boy. How how good do you feel? So lucky you can't believe uh, it. Elaniel is not going to spend any hit points. She's on 46 out of 68. She's, She's fucking fine. She might need those hit points. <laughs> yeah, look. I was on zero for a full, like, 12 hours. Cribbit's going to buy himself four. Okay. How many hit dice you get left, Simon? Uh, I haven't used a single hit dice. Okay, so oh, that's, yeah, that's, that's good. Something. Yeah, I suppose we... we... Because remember, we had a long rest. We had that so long recently. rest the night before. Oh, fuck it. At least we have Cribbit to heal us a bit. At least you do. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's correct. Cribbit heals the entire party for an extra oh, hmm, six. Hey, hey points. Any, anything is good, Adam. True. In Barovia, <laughs> one hit point is the difference between life and death. I mean, that's true for any character, I guess. But. Hmm. Fucking hell. Sleeping in Boris, <sighs> grant me any healing powers. <laughs> uh, yeah, you will be able to as well. Yeah, okay. So everyone recovers an extra six hit points. Mm-hmm. Additionally, I'm just going to quickly check to see if you took enough damage to... <laughs> if you oh, took enough damage yeah. to take a special wound. That's, that's, a, that's so many dice. Out. Well, once you hit zero, so long as I don't deal... What is it? As long as I don't deal 68 points of damage. Wait, hang on. Two, three. No, I need more. Oh, Oh, you already had so many dice. You already had like a full... You fell really far, dude. Full hand, full mode. Okay. That's a lot of sixes I can see from my position here. It doesn't matter. You still would have been on zero hit points. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Once you hit zero, you're on zero. I'm scared you're going to hit 68 or whatever. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Ten. Sorry, you come out of Boris and outright die. <laughs> I knew you weren't gonna. Die. <laughs> You're just gonna not have maybe I don't know a foot. Yeah. I mean, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50. Oh, oh my god. Fifty-seven. Adam, oh. relax. So you were like eleven off dead. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. It's fine. It does mean that you're going to take a pretty horrendous <laughs> fucking wound, though. Oh, by the way, uh, everyone levels up. What? Uh, it'll happen on your next long rest. Fair on your enough, next I long guess. rest, everyone's jumping up a level. Uh, That's next nice long rest. Hear. Oh, well, yeah, any day now. <laughs> That's something to look forward to. Yeah, so a little... I feel like a little bit powerful, but not 
eats Not yet. I just I feel like it's inkling. coming for me. Yeah. yeah, it's a little inkling. Okay, so this is a deadly injury. Mm. Pardon? It's a deadly injury that you're going to get. It's fine. <laughs> you're worried too much. All right, so you've got fail, failing lungs. <laughs> so <clears throat> your collarbone... Your entire shoulder. Yeah. Not only did it get completely shattered. Well, all right. So good news, bad news. Okay. Let's take good the, news is yeah. that the next morning, your arm hurts to use. Anytime it moves, mm-hmm. you're in excruciating pain. But you can use that arm. Okay. The problem is your collarbone came unstuck and is now poking into your... It disjoined. And then when it tried to rejoin, yeah. it instead poked into the top of your lungs. Oh, my God. You have failing lungs. You immediately gain a level of exhaustion. Okay. And at the start of each... Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. If your turn uh, of combat or any time you're exercising strenuously, you need to make a constitution saving throw or gain another level of exhaustion. Oh my god. After two successful saves, the effect ends. Okay. Okay. The DC will be 14. So the next two rounds Mm -hmm. on turns when you are doing something strenuous, Mm -hmm. you need to make a constitution saving throw. After you've made two of these, this effect is done. Okay. That's not too bad. So the worst that could happen is three levels of exhaustion. Yeah. Yeah. That'll go in three weeks. Also, you have one level of exhaustion because you didn't eat last night. Two levels of exhaustion. So you'll just be one level of exhaustion away from death. Okay. Awesome. Like right now? Yeah, you and Elaine, you'll both have one level of exhaustion. Eat a bit of Boris. Yeah. <laughs> Do I feel... Exhaustion only comes... You yeah. only recover exhaustion on a long, on a yeah. long yeah. rest. I know, Adam. Yeah, Adam. You did this to us. Don't Adam. act surprised. <laughs> I forgot how bad this is. Does that yeah. mean I'm permanently one level away from exhaustion? <laughs> from death? <laughs> if Only or... if you fail these saving okay. throws. Fucking hell. All right. Yeah, fine. Good stuff. Okay. I have um, a home remedy. Yeah. Which is to remove one condition okay. that is affecting you. I got to get to you first. <laughs> <laughs> Wild magic <Yeah>. mishap. <laughs> Seriously? No. It would be insane, Adam. Uh-huh. Uh, okay, oh my fuck Lord. yeah, good okay, stuff. Okay, okay, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to, let's see, let's see how much I'm going to, I'm going to use maybe three, two of my warlock dice and one of my uh, paladin dice to heal myself up. But let's, let's see what happens. Let's see yeah. what happens. How much? 11 health. Okay, 11. Oh. 11 plus 12. Nice. That's nice. That's, that's nice. Oh, did you want to use any of your hit dice to heal yourself? Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> You've got five left. I'll use three. Three? All right. No, maybe that's stupid. I'll use two. I'll use two. I'll use two. I've got a full fucking six days to go. 17 plus four is 21. You recover 21 hit points. That's not so bad. Total of 26. Nice. Yeah, good job. Uh, What are you on? Uh, So I'm currently on 34. 34? Oh, that's good. Yeah. Lucky. Fish health. Dude, (laughs) compared to where we've been, half health's awesome. Yeah. So the first level of exhaustion gives you disadvantage on ability checks. That's right. That's just what you've got. They come with problems. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. You're on. And so that disadvantage on your checks, right? So so you currently have a lung issue that you need to pass a check. I didn't think of that. I didn't think of that. um, But yeah, yeah, that's true. So I need to pass a check twice. (laughs) Is there any, is there anything in this, this like, Wonderful rule set, Adam. Mm. 
that if we got like first aid kit or if we oh nothing like... gives you back exhaustion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think maybe some high level cleric spells, high level cleric spells, but basically nothing gives you back oh, exhaustion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exhaustion's I, I just... a real yeah. fuckler's delight, yeah, if you will. <laughs> in fifth end, yeah. I just wonder if there's any th- kind of thing as apart from resting for seven days. Yeah, uh, some of these conditions, if we were like, oh, we can do like a first aid kit. So we do that. Yeah, and we try and find something. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. Okay. Big old fuckless choice. All it's right. a big old fuckless delight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, by the way, yeah, speaking yeah. of, you know that quick siesta card I have? Get a long rest on a short rest? Yeah. I'm just going to use it on um, a Gogash. He's not tired or anything. <laughs> just burning just it gonna on burn a Gogash. It on yeah, why not? It's a bit of fun. Hey, look on the bright side. It's going back in the good boy deck. That's okay. true. So that is nice. It, that card's back in the good boy deck. That's the most valuable card in the game right now. I think I'll put it on the bottom. <laughs> A, I'm kidding. I'll a, shuffle the deck. I'll shuffle the deck. But yeah, I, I'm just gonna burn it on, burn it on a gogash. I don't have to. Okay, awesome, dude. I've almost momentarily forgotten about a gogash, a gogash being was, a vampire. It's funny to think about the yeah. things piling on. There's a mm. big tree heading for uh, mm. a, a Valakai. There's a also mm-hmm. in Valakai. The devil. <laughs> yeah, who knows the what's Christian happening? Devil, yeah. yeah. Up with Pyrrhon and, and Pyrrhon and Esme. yeah. That, oh, yeah. Uh, so fuck. my horse died. Maybe I don't know. But yeah, Pip, you're on two levels of exhaustion. So, like I said, the first is disadvantage on ability checks. Mm-hmm. The second one is your speed is half. Okay. And then potentially you could get up to four. Mm-hmm. So the third one is disadvantage on attack rolls and saving throws. And then the final one is your hit point maximum is halved. <laughs> okay. Cool. And then. Uh, level five. Actually, level five is not death. Level five is your speed is reduced to zero. Sorry, six is dead. Okay. Hey, I got okay. more wiggle room. <laughs> you got a whole extra level of exhaustion. Yeah. That you can call. yeah. I see this as a win. Yeah. Like how know? far can a big tree travel in a week? Yeah. Exactly. If we do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> if we, uh, well, we'll see. Uh, okay. All right. Awesome. Cool. Good morning, I guess. <laughs> All right, Elaniel and Pip, you get to act first because you, you, your accommodations are so significantly yeah. worse that you, I just, like, at least you, the rest of the group has a roof overhead. Yeah. So when the snow <laughs> continues to fall. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. You lot are not immediately like, I'm wet and cold. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, you and Elaniel are by the second the sun's up, you're like, we gotta, we, we, yeah. we gotta move. We're wet and cold. This sucks. Absolutely. Do uh, could I? Well, maybe I say this to Elaniel. Mm? Do you think we have time f- for um for me to harvest Boris? Elaniel gestures. I like grab corpse. his like maybe his big maw and like you know like with a dog if you grab its lower jaw and then you push it up and down the dog's like. Tup, tup, tup. <laughs> anyway, that I've probably got some good stuff in me. <laughs> I let it drop. Elaniel, it just gives you a very a blank expression. She does not find this situation humorous at all. Sorry. She waits. Okay. She waits, though. I'll harvest Boris. It's the least he could do. Ah, Unfortunately, Boris got mangled last night. Yeah, that's And I would say, do you even get a dire wolf heart out of it? Oh, my God. Well, I guess he got mangled and then gutted. So, yeah, yeah, fair enough. I would say that's maybe actually Mm. the only thing you get out of this. So you get... A direst wolf heart. Okay. All right. I'd like, I'll, I'll stand up, <sighs> taking a deep breath. Um, you feel your lungs uncomfortably expand into your collarbone. So by my reckoning, we're probably on the Lunar River. How, how far down are, are we? Elaniel thinks for a moment. I think we're very close to where the mouth opens into the lake. Okay. What do I know about Lunar Lake? You know very little about Lunar Lake. Yeah, You've really never been out this way. way. Yeah. Yeah. Not even Keening really came out this way. Is, You're um, vaguely aware that yeah. there's a town somewhere on Mount Gacchus. Uh Apart from that, though. Um, did you see where Hector and the, and the rest went? They uh, got onto the other side somewhere. I don't know exactly where. I lost track of them when I was following you. Oh, uh, thank, thank you, Elaniel. You didn't have to. Well, maybe you think you did. <laughs> she looks at you... With a, a careless expression mm. and says, it was too hard a jump. Oh. Oh, of course. Um, well, let's got to find a big tree, right? She nods. Kind of in the perfect place for it, really. I'll, uh, I like maybe pull out a manual from my... Let me 
just get the rhyme. <laughs> Give me a second. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to find a specific bird yeah. or any bird. <laughs> yeah. I, I pull it out and I like, I mean, we could go and find the rest of you know Hector and Trivet and that. I mean, again, we're in a good position. Treant high or treant low, searching which way to go. Treant ear to here. I must find water near. I like gesture to the river. Once the water, I start glancing around in the like the trees around it. I do acquire ground begone. I will get higher in the air or up a tree. A robin with a red chest, I see, but it doesn't have to be a robin. <laughs> it can be any bird. Robin, robin, or other bird. <laughs> Please help my cries be heard. I need a creature made of wood. Are there any in this neighborhood? If the treant wishes to sight the robin, or whatever, <laughs> will take flight. The poem says, or whatever? Yeah, I like turning it around and point to it with my finger. I don't know why he mentioned a robin at the beginning. <laughs> if he then was going to make it clear, it didn't matter what kind of bird it was. Also makes it much harder to find, because there are birds everywhere. I like, I'll look around in the trees to see if I can see a robin or whatever. Or a big tree. Yeah. Takes you a little while, but yes, eventually you spot a tree that has somehow, it feels it feels wrong here in the Slavic woods to hear a bird cawing out mm. in just like a, just normal bird song in a tree that feels wrong. Oh, yeah. I'm assuming oh. it's not a robin, right? Uh, Some lows. sad gray thing. Uh, highs. <laughs> it's a vulture. <laughs> oh my God. Bird song from a vulture. What's it sick? <laughs> kind of sounds like a. I, don't vultures kind of sound like crows? Yeah, I think they do. <laughs> this one does. Mm. I like with a kind of shaky, weak finger point to it and then like shrug at Laniel. Like, I, Your guess is as good as mine, she says. Okay. <laughs> You're the one with the book. Does the vulture take flight? Uh, I believe the poem wants you to climb up the tree. Oh, climb up the tree. you got to go up and meet it there. Yeah. So what Yeah. What, what now, Pip? You or the pregnant woman. I'll climb the tree. <laughs> That's kind of a joke. Delaniel obviously should be the one to climb, but all right. You do have a climb speed. Yeah, i got a climb oh, speed. Do you? Oh, yeah. That's kind of why. I was, That's true. Yeah. Well, I will call this your first round yeah, of strenuous it. activity. So let's make a DC fourteen. Oh, if only your good paladin <sighs> friend was there to give you a bonus to this roll. <sighs> Plus two. So you succeed mm. on a twelve or higher. That's... Mm-hmm. All right. So you take another level of exhaustion. I got to re-roll it on any Constitution based check. That's allowed. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna use my good boy card. Oh, nice job. <laughs> okay. You climb up and maybe you I like grab passed... a grab like the lower twig to pull myself up and do one big inhale that nearly makes me black out, and then go a little gentler. Yeah, you climb to the top of the tree, or you get as close to the vulture as the vulture is obviously going to yeah. let you. As you get higher up, the tree has it because it's thinner; it sways more when you climb, yeah. and you get to a certain point where obviously the vulture is not happy with this mm-hmm. swaying. So the vulture looks like it's about to take flight, and then so you at that point stop and you okay. just stare at the vulture. I like glance at the book to just get a reminder of what I need to ask it. I think sure, Robin, <laughs> Robin. Or other bird. Maybe I gesture with a hand to the vulture. Please help my cries be heard. I need a creature made of wood. Uh, are there any in this neighborhood? Ah! The vulture spreads its wings and immediately takes off into the air. Okay, now I gotta get down and follow it. God damn it. I suppose <laughs> this yep. should count as the second time. Fuck. Yep. Yep. Now, I have a yeah, re-roll he did fail, saving so. throw. I'll allow you to use that. He needs it. <laughs> I'll uh, just, uh, yeah. Okay. Go, Thank you. Much appreciated. Yeah, okay. Much I, have, I have a think. Yeah. All right. You're, you pass again. Oh, thank God. So you're on only two levels of exhaustion. This effect ends, Yeah. but the exhaustion obviously remains. Okay, thank God. Remind me, does exhaustion go all together if you get one good, like, after It after goes one level one, at a time. One level at a time? That's good yeah. Good yeah. Good so good after good seven good. days, you'll be on one oh, level awesome. of exhaustion. That is great that, to hear. Yeah, hey, it's good. I fell off a mountain. Fair yeah, enough. Yeah. Sure, yeah. You've got to take your lumps. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you have so many. So i got so many, many lumps to take. All right, I'll, uh, yeah, climb down 
the tree. Is it? Do I think it's going to be actually possible to track the vulture from within the forest? You get down, and as soon as you're at the bottom, Elaniel says, this way. Okay, thank and God. And you, you're pretty confident Elaniel knows what she's yep. doing. Sort of shuffling, following after her. Meanwhile, yeah. you wake up. I wouldn't say you're comfortable, but comparatively, it's like you're in the fucking Hilton. <laughs> you Not only do you not have to crack your way out of the corpse of Boris, you basically have a blanket. Yeah, That's incredible. That's you're, there's a roof overhead. Yeah. My fucking hell. My blanket was guts. Yeah, <laughs> my blanket's a blanket. Yeah. You um, had a proper fire. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, well, okay. If, um, if I wake up, I might have a, a quick... Um, Say a quick prayer to to Penia. Um, and is there, is anyone else up up as well, or is it just myself? Uh, Tapos is up. I would say mm. Mm, Tapos and Muriel. Mm. Uh, you um sleep well as well as you could. Tapos nods slowly and says, uh, "Like rock." Muriel good. gives you a bit of a shrug. You can see there's bags underneath her eyes. Doesn't um, look like she slept well in a while. Um. I think we need to head. Presumably, the, the the wolves probably at least some of them probably made the jump across the bridge. We need to head back down to the Lunar Lake and try and find Pip or his backpack. Like, look around the like the, the 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 place and like, is this at all useful to try and even search through to see is anything here that might even assist us in any way, shape, or form? If not now, if not. <laughs> the later of like, what did Strahd do? What did these people do? Did anything? But I'm just like, I, it's all, yeah. fuck, it's all you, ruined. You have obviously because you slept here mm. last night. This specific building has been pretty thoroughly mm-hmm. turned over. You don't think you'd find anything new here, but there are nine other buildings. Mm. Most of them are completely destroyed. There's not enough standing mm-hmm. to basically even really call it a building. But you could check some of the other ones if you wanted to. Uh, I'd only be checking it while everyone gets ready. I don't want to kind of waste waste too much time, if that makes sense. All right. Well, you step out, and mm. I'd say you've got enough time maybe to check one other building. There is, across from you, the rubble of the church. There is, on one, the side of the, mm. the, the town is like one street, or mm. like I said, was one street. The street is still kind of visible, but where it would have gone off into the forest mm. on either side, it looks like the slavish wood has just reclaimed that completely. Mm-hmm. You, it almost looks supernatural. It almost, you could say, maybe looks like something about this place has been perpetually mm. preserved as a mm. reminder or a mm. warning, if you will. Classic. But yeah, on the side of the road that you're on, there mm. are in total six buildings similar to yours of different states of disrepair. All of them would have been dwellings, homes. Yeah, yeah. On the other side, there is the church, mm-hmm. some sort of, looks like maybe it would have been a tavern or something uh, like that, like an ale house, Yeah. a blacksmithy or mm. just like a general construction sort of mm. building. And then one building, which looks quite, it looks quite obviously like it was once the biggest building, but now it's just a pile of rubble. Mm. You can mm. search one other building if you want to yeah, just right. use this time. Um, yeah, I, I think I might, look, I'll go to the church. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll look through the church, maybe cast divine sense, see if I can detect anything good or evil and just have a search in the church. This is perhaps the first time you've ever encountered a church that has no aura, good or evil, to it. Whatever was once here has been so thoroughly destroyed, there is not even a trace of what it was once. You can see, though, that there is, among the tattered remains of different pieces of cloth and whatnot, it was quite obviously a church to the Morning Lord. Mm. You find, as you walk around the bell tower, you can see that the the entire building has fallen in such a way that all of the rows of seats were collapsed and destroyed by falling rubble. But the pulpit, mm-hmm. the up up a couple of steps, that stands almost pristine. I mean, it's heavily covered in snow, and you can see mm. the time has worn at it, but it is untouched by the fallen building. Hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll walk towards the pulpit. On the pulpit, you can see that this is quite obviously was not an original part of the pulpit, but there are two manacle sets that have been nailed to either side, Ugh. and you can see skeletal hands and arms still hmm. stuck inside them. Someone died manacled hmm. to the pulpit. 
Oh, wow. I'm guessing a, one of the priests or one of my kind. There are claw marks where the hands are. Quite obviously, the person did not appreciate this scenario. Good. There's a bit of rubble here that you could clear away. The There might be something underneath it. Yeah, I'll clear away, even if there's like even a, who this person might be, or if they like had whoever did this like carve some kind of insult or whatever it is. You see there is a desiccated corpse beneath the rubble. Quite clearly, the, they're armless, so quite clearly the person who was manacled to the pulpit. Mm. It looks like they died screaming. Their mouth is open and looking upwards at whatever must have fallen down mm. upon them. In their open mouth, you can see jammed down their throat is some scrunched up note. Uh, why does everybody use throats as a form of communication <laughs> in this place as I go down and take the note? You open it up. Mm-hmm. It is worn away with the passage of time. Mm. You cannot tell what was ever written on it. Yeah. Put it back. <laughs> Scrunch it. Chuck it. Okay. Have a look around. Okay. Head back out. If you're done investigating the town, <laughs> if you found out about as much as you want to know about yeah. this town, yeah. you can, by now, the yeah. rest of the party is um, ready to go. I'd, uh, like, the blacksmithy may be of interest in the, in the sense that, it's like, well, it's metal, there might be some arms there. Yeah, again, I'm going to be just a cursory, cursory look, and then, yeah, I'll go to the blacksmith, and then be like... Just maybe tell the others, just like, uh, there's not much here, but it looked like it was once a blacksmith. There's definitely nothing in the church. Maybe there is something here. At the entrance to the blacksmithy, there's another red mark on the door, and you can see painted in that same red paint on the side are the words, Strad rules total. Do you force your way in? Yeah. Inside, there are heaps and heaps and heaps of corpses. It looks like, at first, they used this place to store the bodies before they spilled out into the streets. I see. Would you like to search among the corpses? I don't think so. As soon as you open the door, as soon as you force it open, you can feel there's a malevolence here. You don't know if there is dead here who might attack, but you think it's a possibility. Mm. I, once again, say a prayer to Penia. Um... Head back towards the group. Okay. This is a cursed place. Right. So, um, we need to head back to the, the Lunar Lake. Muriel, are you okay to, to navigate, or how is your arm? Muriel gently kind of rubs her shoulder, and you can see she still can't talk, but she nods slowly. It's like that's a, it's a fresh wound that's making that. Yeah, the tear in her throat was mm. from when she was being mauled by the mm. tree. Mm. Uh, I, I could try to heal you a little bit, but I'm trying to conserve a lot of the, the magics that these places seem to have sucked us all dry of, unless you really need it. She looks a little sheepish and she touches her throat. It's quite obvious she's worried about it. Mm. Uh, if, if, if I was to do a cure wound, will that cure it? Uh, you don't think... You could. You think perhaps there's something about the wound that is preventing it from being healed. Mm-hmm. I, I think my, my, my healing is beyond that. Uh, I don't, don't think I can heal that here. I looked at Cribbit or any, anyone else in the party that's like, I'm like <laughs> what, what do you do guys any... got? Yeah. I got? Tapos shakes her head and says, wound, mm-hmm. supernatural. I do not think will heal. Ever? Perhaps. Maybe with miracle, she shrugs her shoulders. I think not from you. Well, if we survive, we can know of a place. Tapos puts a hand awkwardly on Muriel's shoulder and says, I'm sorry. This might be it, though. Muriel nods morosely. Right. Uh, well, let, uh, let us head uh, to to the Lunar Lake, do, do either of you know which direction? Muriel nods. She turns, takes a few steps, and then leaps into the air. Mid-leap, she transforms back into a raven and takes flight. Go! Go! Right, everybody, keep your wits about you. The lake. You make all haste towards Lunar Lake. Lunar Lake.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey there, fellow adventurer. If you're picking up what we're putting down and want more D&D content, we have just what you need to scratch that itch. D&D is for Nerds Plus, the symbol, not the word, where you can listen to select campaigns that were once only available to Sanspans Plus members. The further adventures of the Grey Hill Free Company if you want shorter campaigns with beautiful guests, and D&D is for Nerds, not Ognot, where all our non-canon D&D adventures go to rest. Just search for D&D is for Nerds on your favorite podcast app of choice and join us on this epic quest of D&D podcast discovery.